Previously on the Bomb Squad Podcast. This is the last Bomb Squad Podcast ever. I'm canceling it. Bye. I am. No, no, you are not canceling the goddamn podcast because you were talking too loud over quiet hours. I am. I can't, Dude, I can't deal with it again. all the time and people get upset. Oh, yeah. It's not that big a deal. Okay, besides, well, I don't want to deal with it. Well, besides, we, we can't cancel it now because, dude, did you not hear the news? What news? He's back. Who's he? Toby. Toby's back? Toby's back. a different bit originally planned for this but because I don't want to mess with my camera oh shit that was I literally thought that a truck was plowing into your house (laughs) that's how we're starting it I did it by accident which would have been really a great way to start something a truck plowing into your house and we would have to just go on without you I guess Austin Austin is the vice president. He assumes hosting duties in the event that I am incapacitated. Hi, I'm Tanner Richard Kraft. Hi, I'm Austin Sweebelman. Hello, I'm Rain Caversi. I'm Joseph Varenik. And today we have the most special of guests. Eric Striffler. <laughs> yeah! Woo! Yeah, here. baby. I'm yeah. so excited to be on here. I, I, uh, you guys put on a great show. You sent me, you know, the, the podcast, the video, whatever, and you know, whoever does the editing does a great job. It, yeah, it that's comes Austin. Out He's very, in here. There you go, Austin. Yeah, you nail it, man. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, thank you guys so much for uh, having me on here. Thank you so much for coming on. Just to have the audience know how much this is a big deal for me. This is a poster I have of Eric that is autographed by him. Hell yeah. So, this is a really big deal for me. I have this hanging up on my wall next to my desk. It is one of my two most prized possessions. It's next to my other most prized possession, which is an autographed photo of Tony Hawk. Autographed (laughs) also by me, though. That's the funny thing. (laughs) (laughs) It also says hair. (laughs) Okay, and if you couldn't tell by me accidentally jump-scaring myself with Michael Bublé, um, we are talking about the newest Spider-Man movie, No Way Home! The Spider-Man movie to be the most Spider-Man movie. It's breaking records in the box office. Nightmare Alley didn't stand a chance, unfortunately. No, it did not. (laughs) Sorry, Guillermo. Disney owns that, though, right? I think they were just trying to steamroll it. Disney owns all the movies that are bombing right now. Yeah, I I think they're trying to steamroll that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's depressing, but I love Spider-Man, so it's okay. Uh, Just to sort of start it off, we're going to give ourselves context for... I would say everyone here is at least somewhat a fan of Spider-Man. So I just kind of want to start with our history with Spider-Man as the character and just sort of what expectations we had going into this movie. Austin, as always, I'm going to start with you. Who doesn't love Spider-Man? I mean, okay, so probably my favorite Spider-Man memory is from when I was 10. My my dad took me and my three best friends out to the theater for my birthday so we could all see Spider-Man 2 in the theaters. 
It's like right after it opened. And I feel so bad for my dad because imagine that drive home. Just four little boys who just saw Spider-Man 2 in a car you're trying to drive. Like, no father could prepare for that. Can we say that Sam Raimi didn't have to make Spider-Man 2 that good? He didn't, but he did, and it's friggin' amazing. We are forever yeah. blessed for it. Yeah. If anything, it was, like, too good. It, it ruined everything that came after it. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah, else nothing, compared. Nothing compared. <laughs> You're not wrong. After that, um, I ceased to be a child, and Spider-Man became other things. Like, now he's a series of memes. Now he's a pig in The Simpsons. Now he's that guy from The Social Network. Three minutes later, he's this 10-year-old English kid and uh now spider-man's 10 years old and i'm this old guy who's just kind of waiting for sam raimi to get back from his long trip to the gas station but i mean who doesn't love spider-man like the mcu is taking the spider-man in a really good direction like they actually found somebody who looks like he's permanently going to get carted at the store that's a miracle <laughs> the action's always great Aunt May's a babe No Way Home seemed like a good way to sort of course correct and make something good out of the fact that we've had three Spider-Men in my lifetime so to sum it all up I was excited back to you Tanner hell yeah uh, Vrenik you're a big Spider-Man fan Indeed I am. In fact, I'll take you back way, way back to my childhood when I was four years old. There were probably four superheroes in existence in my mind at that age. There was Batman, Superman, the X-Men. I mean, yeah, they're a group. I don't care. But the really big one for me and the one that's kind of stuck around and Catwoman. Yeah, yes, Catwoman. No, it's Spider-Man. <laughs> you love the Halle Berry movie. <laughs> Came out the same year as Spider-Man 2, actually. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Are you shooting me? Tanner's just making fun of the fact that he told me not to swear on this podcast. That's <laughs> right. Um, Spider-Man has been pretty integral in my life. Spider-Man is arguably the character that got me into Marvel Comics, and just, it's this gateway to like discovering some of my favorite characters one we might actually talk about later in this podcast i grew up with the sam raimi movies uh saw all three of them in theaters that first movie was arguably one of the most anticipated movies i had ever seen in my life i remember actually seeing the trailer for that before i want to say it was spy kids hell yeah spy kids shout out then i got older uh i'm, I'm in high school they reboot the spider-man movies I really like Andrew Garfield in those uh, in that Social Network movie, and I'm like, oh, I'll give this a shot. Not as good, but oh, hey, I kind of have a fondness for them. Now that I'm an adult, we have these MCU ones, and I haven't been the biggest fan of them. That is to say, however, I don't dislike Tom Holland, because whenever I talk about my dislike of MCU Spidey, that just apparently for people that means, oh, you hate Tom Holland. No. Usually when you talk about disliking uh, the MCU Spider-Man movies, you just show me a photo of John Watts that you drew devil horns on. <laughs> it's real weird. <laughs> uh, John Watts. Uh, Such an auteur, that John Watts. <laughs> yeah, the, auteur, the auteur's auteur. <laughs> the, the, the green goblin to my Spider-Man, if you will. Um, but yeah, no. Misery, misery, misery. That's what you've chosen. I, I like Tom Holland. I think he's a really solid cast for this character. Um, I just wish he was in better movies. So kind of going into this one, there were certainly some rumors floating around that caught my interest, to say the least. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give this a chance, but I'm still skeptical because I've been burned before. I don't want to get burned again. All right, uh, let's uh, move on. Eric, 
Eric, I'm excited to hear your history with Spider-Man, which I already know a lot through the commentary tracks, yeah. but I'm still excited right. to hear you repeat it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I, I have a vivid memory of seeing the first Spider-Man in theaters, and when I came out of the theater, I just remember being very inspired in so many ways. Just, I loved the character. I mean, I knew the character growing up, obviously, but like, I was more of a movie guy than like a comics guy or anything like that, or even like an animated series kind of guy. And so um, that was my like real main like, oh, wow, Spider-Man. Okay, yes, I really do love this. And uh, I remember like I used to draw a lot as a kid. I was like, I want to draw Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. I want to make movies with Spider-Man. Like, I, I was very, very inspired across the board. Uh, and then, of course, that continued into um, Spider-Man 2 and then Spider-Man 3. Even I, I vividly remember seeing that and being disappointed, um, but not understanding quite why. And then, like, as I got older, I would go back and watch it and understand why I didn't love it. Then uh, I also remember the day that they announced they were not doing Spider-Man 4 and they were rebooting it. I, I want to say it was like literally earlier that day they had a meeting with Sam Raimi. And then it didn't go well, and Sony announced, like, <laughs> fuck you, never mind then, we're not doing it with you. And I remember that. I, at that point, I was I had started uh, doing movie reviews and stuff on YouTube in, like, 2008, and so that was, that was after Spider-Man 3, obviously, and I would have been prepared to talk about Spider-Man 4 news, and now it was going to be The Amazing Spider-Man, which I, I love Andrew Garfield. I loved him ever since I saw him, first saw him in Boy A. That was the earliest thing I saw him in. So when they announced him, I was excited. I thought that he was going to be a great casting. The first one was pretty boring. I didn't really care for it. The second one was bad, but beautiful. Looked great. My God, it was so colorful. And God, I, I love the visuals of it. Just put the damn thing on mute. Fast forward. <laughs> you got a great movie. I still, to this day, by the way, I still think that the Gwen scene at the end is one of the best superhero movie moments of all time. I, I think we can all agree here that that's yeah. a great scene. In my ranking that I'm trying to figure out, just out of curiosity, not for any, you don't know, no, any real reason, but <laughs> trying to figure out my ranking just out of curiosity, including the games and stuff and the animated movies. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 is actually further up the list than you'd expect, mainly just because of the suit, the visuals, and the Gwen scene. Like, that actually is enough that it gets it up the list, even though I know it's not as good of a movie as some that are lower on the list. Um, so speaking of lower on the list... MCU Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> not the biggest fan. Um, I, th I agree, by the way. I agree with you, Joe, that you do have to specify yeah, Tom Holland is great. He's great. It's irrelevant. Right. To Andrew Garfield was great. Yeah, that's irrelevant to the movies. You know what I mean? Um, right. So I think, you know, I think Tom Holland is great. I think the movies are just a little too vanilla for me. They don't have really any style or pizzazz. They're just kind of by the numbers. Uh, I think I recently understood why I feel this way. I have less problems with the movies themselves and more problems with the universe that they're in. Because the filmmakers can only do so much within the universe. Like, they can't go and do anything that they want stylistically or narratively because it has to fit into the MCU. So, it's really less about the movies. I can't knock them that much. I, mean, I joked about John Watts earlier, but boy, that guy, he's got to be the luckiest guy in Hollywood. Are you kidding me? I don't know how the hell, how the hell he stumbled into this. He's got to have, like, dirt on somebody, but whatever. And I enjoy Cop Car, by the way. I should be clear. I do like him. I'm just kidding around. Yes, I like Cop Car, too. Yes, great movie. So that leads us to No Way Home. I tried to go in with low expectations. Uh, or not low, but just sort of like, it's going to be fine. Like, I wasn't like, it's going to be the best movie ever because it's never going to be like what you want it to be if you go in that way. That's, that's any movie pretty much ever. And uh, so I went in, was very excited. But I was trying to keep my expectations. I was prepared to go in and have fun and just be like, ah, that was cute. That's where I was at. I stayed off of social media. I stayed off the internet for the week. For the most part, I had to do some work, of course, but generally stayed off the internet, logged out of all my apps and stuff, and uh, and went in only knowing the stuff that how could you possibly avoid it. So I went in pretty clean is, is what I'm saying. I didn't, I didn't get anything majorly spoiled, so... 
that's where I'll leave that. God, God bless. I'm the exact opposite of that, unfortunately. But I'll get into that in a few minutes. Rain, right. what's your history with Spider-Man, and what kind of expectations you had going in? I'm a simple man. I'll, I'll keep it simple. Um, Spider-Man, <laughs> arguably like the perfect superhero, like in terms of relatability, just like iconic outfit, memorable powers, great villain set, uh, amazing stories. Uh, really, anything you can like use, like judge like a, a great superhero. I think he uh, hits all the marks on. He's maybe not like my fifth or third favorite superhero ever I'm behind like superman and swamp thing rain movies i love them um spider-man 2 arguably like top five movies ever for me the web movies i don't know it feels like a generic thing to say but it's like kind of just soulless corporate trash i felt like a lot of it uh there are individual aspects i think that the movies do very strong mostly the actors performances and like the chemistry the way they bounce off each other Okay, Peter and Gwen, obviously not so much not so much the villains. Well, you're not here to sing Dane DeHaan's praises? Oh god, I keep forgetting about even that, yeah. <laughs> I wish I could forget. He was good in Chronicle. Just, just like Andrew Garfield said, that those movies have nothing to do with today, because today we're talking about the next MCU uh, Spider-Man movie. <laughs> How could you be in this if you're in there? <laughs> I'm um, going to be a little, I guess, in the middle among us right now. I uh, I like the movies. I think they among work us? great as... Tanner, I have to put you down. I think the uh, Holland movies, they work great as, like, light uh, action comedies. They exhibit, like, a lot of the best traits of, uh, like, the MCU, but also a lot of, like, the weaker parts of the MCU. Homecoming, I like uh, Snowfield more than Far From Home, which I feel like, as time goes on, my inter- my appreciation for it is more and more surface level and more and more. Oh, look, Mysterio stuff. I was kind of apprehensive when I started hearing, oh, they're bringing villains from the other movies in. Because I was thinking, oh, no, it's just like a desperate, like, hey, remember this? Oh, remember this? Oh, remember this? And then as, like, we were getting closer and closer to the release, I started to get a bit more optimistic uh, when I started hearing, like, universal positive word of mouth. Yeah, so I was walking in optimistic. All right. My time to shine. Hello. All right. Uh, As far as history with Spider-Man goes, how old was I when the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie came out? I was four. I grew up with those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. I still have the VHS copy of the first movie on my shelf over there. I don't feel like getting up to get it because I'll probably trip. But um, (laughs) I I still have my VHS copy that has, like, basically the entire third act of Peter Parker just pummeling the garbage out of Green Goblin. That part of the tape is worn out, so it looks worse than the rest of the tape. That's awesome, though. (laughs) Because I kept rewinding it, you know? So I love those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. First one. But the second one, man, the second one is like, if someone put a gun to my head and said, oh, what are your five favorite movies ever? Spider-Man 2, I would usually rank fourth favorite ever. I love Spider-Man 2 to bits. I think Doc Ock is like the best movie villain ever, unironically. Um, shut up, Austin. Let me live. But I love those Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. And then I was 14 when the first Amazing Spider-Man movie came out. I thought it was good. Okay, even. But I remember... Uh, watching this video from this YouTube channel I recently discovered called Pretty Much It, talking about where was the undiscovered secrets they kept putting in the marketing campaign, yeah. which is when I first, this is when I first became aware of, like, marketing campaigns being bullcrap half the time. That's, that's when you, unfortunately, yeah, there's a t- comes a time in every young man's life when he understands that the business comes first over the art for these movies. Yeah, yeah, that was like, a, that was like part of my discovery journey. And then The Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out. Uh, I'm not going to get into super details here, but just put it in perspective. I was 16 years old and I was, my depression was the worst it had ever been. I had like genuinely very negative, like, I don't want to live anymore type thoughts. But anytime those thoughts would come in mind, I'd be like, you got to live. There's a new Spider-Man movie coming out soon. 
So when the new <laughs> Spider-Man movie came Lead, out, it was... leading into wait, leading into Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah, the second one. Oh, that was my reason to live. What <laughs> happened? What happened when you found out it wasn't good? Oh God, I'm not gonna. This is really dark, but I genuinely went home, grabbed a bottle of pain meds, intending to go through with it, and then I stopped myself saying, "Wait." Am I really gonna kill myself over a freaking movie? <laughs> you were like, wait, wait, we're gonna see Paul Giamatti again. I have to. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> what if Giamatti comes back? God. Hey, Spider Man saved a lot of people's lives, man. That's no joke. That's for yeah, real. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, afterwards, when, you know, they canceled those movies, because Andrew Garfield pissed Sony off bad enough that they were willing to, like, listen to Kevin Feige's insane plan, and they announced the MCU Spider Man movies he was in Civil War. I liked him in Civil War. I'm going to go against the grain here. I really, really, really like Homecoming a lot. I love Homecoming. Far From Home less so, because honestly what it is is I love all the Mysterio stuff, but then I can't get over this hurdle of the plot revolves around giving a teenager access to the most advanced military weapon ever. Yeah. A, an army of militarized... Dr I kind of can't get over that. It's really weird. <laughs> uh, but going into this movie, I was excited for one, because I heard all the rumors about Toby and everything, and for two, I had so many things spoiled for me in advance. Just to put it in perspective, for the record, guys, if you didn't realize this podcast is going into spoilers, here's your official warning ask. right now. Yeah. Here's so your official spoilers. warning okay. right now. We're spoiling this. I knew Aunt May died two months ago. Ooh. What? Oh, wow. What, did you have a vision? <laughs> okay, I wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, you woke up from a dream. You woke up screaming. <laughs> no! What, how, did you, how did you hear that? I don't, not to interrupt your your, your uh, setup here, but I'm curious how you heard that. I um I know people that know people, so things sometimes get filtered back to me that I wish I didn't know. Fair enough. Um, which is very unfortunate, and also I spend a lot of time online, so I would see like set leaks and stuff sometimes. Basically, I knew how the entire first half of the movie played out. What I went out of my way to avoid as much as possible was okay. I know Toby and Andrew's in this. I don't want to know a single thing they do. <laughs> I want to avoid that at all costs. And I did. That I managed to save for myself. Good, so the good. second half of the movie, which was the really fun half of the movie, not that I didn't like the first half. We'll get into that, of course. But I didn't know anything about the second half, thank God. I was really excited. Those Sam Raimi movies, the idea of seeing Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man again was really exciting. I, I take the words with great power comes great responsibility to heart. I genuinely try to live my life by those words as best I can. With great power great responsibility i was really excited for this one so let's just uh crack the baby right open crack the baby crack right that open. baby right down the middle let's go right from the head i'm inventing new phrases all right oh god i was wondering what would break first your spirits or the baby <laughs> you're the big guy how are you <laughs> I, it was crazy when Bane showed up in this movie, too. <laughs> well, li literally in the yeah. mid-credits scene. Well, yeah, it was, it was, it was, right. Only because he got sent back. So oh, oh uh, Joe. Mr. Joe Vrenick. Oh, God. I saw it with you. You were there with me. I was, yes. I know you cried. I did, yes. <laughs> what do I you cried, think of No Way Home? I, I cried a couple of times, actually. Um, yeah, no, I think what I got was fairly solid stuff. Um, and I think the internet's going a little too crazy over this movie, because... By uh, internet, he means me. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, Tanner, you have gone, like, insane... How many times have you seen this? I've already Tanner, seen right? it three times. Yeah. <laughs> it, 
is this gonna Fair be enough. another Infinity War situation? Where no, you see it, I like... saw I saw Infinity War five times in its first three days. <laughs> <laughs> Just so for the record, I'm an MCU like super fan. I I yeah, gobble that yeah. up. I go delicious. Hey, yes, listen, yes, I'm yes. A, I'm a repeat movie. I saw Baby Driver in theater seven times. Well, that's a great Whoa, movie nice. to rewatch. So that's yeah. I saw should that we, one in theater like four times. Should we all hold up how many times we've seen the movie so far? By the way, No Way Home. Yeah, I oh, think yeah, sure. I'm the only one who's seen it more than once. Okay, yeah, so everybody else once. once. Okay, um, got it. It's good to see Toby and Andrew back. It's like they never left. It's crying when Otto and Peter reunited. Crying when uh, Andrew was talking about Gwen and then catching MJ. I got really excited about one character. Uh, or should I save that for the other question? Tanner. Is it if it's your favorite returning yeah, character? We'll, we'll, we'll talk about Ned later. We'll talk about Ned <laughs> later. <laughs> Ned is yeah, the true. <laughs> I, I was so excited. They brought my boy Ned back. <laughs> Ned will return okay, for so. uh, Multiverse of Madness. At the, just the, that, that Doctor Strange post credit scene, except Ned's face Ned over Doctor return. Strange. Oh, Ned will return. So I'll save the one character I was super hyped for for the next question. Um, performances overall, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think anybody uh, missed a beat. Willem Dafoe stole the show. Alfred Molina felt like he just stepped back into the role with ease. <laughs> T- Tanner brought this up when we were watching it. And th- we were like sitting in the credits. I can't say Zendaya gave a bad performance. I cannot say my arch. <laughs> my yeah, the Joe arch- is a Zendaya hater. <laughs> my, my, I, I don't... <laughs> I don't actually hate Zendaya. It's just I'm pretty sure. I don't know, point. man. On the Dune podcast, you said the worst part of it was her, and she's in it for like two minutes. <laughs> I did it for the meme. I did it for the meme, Tanner. Uh, this is satire, Your Honor. I, I, I actually don't really hate Zendaya. I'm not the biggest fan of some of the things that she's in, but yeah, no. Even she's good in this. Um, I'm just about to go completely incoherent on my thoughts, so I might as well pass it off to somebody else. Go. All right. Uh, Austin, uh, you and I almost podcasted in advance when you came over to get the uh, Bomb Squad podcast t-shirt for me because we're all wearing it. Brand Synergy, baby! Synergy! Uh, you're not Except, all wearing it. You're not all wearing it. Rain Rain lives in LA. Shane. He lives like f- hours away Shane. from us. I have a reason. Well, I'll get into it. Oh, God. No Way Home is like a wish fulfillment exercise that targeted me personally. If you or a loved one have been targeted by No Way Home, call this phone number now. You can get help. This movie feels like something that like a third grader would write, a third grader who has no idea how licensing works. Like like Smash Bros. Ultimate ran so that this movie could sling web. I, I can't believe this is real. Uh, like, you guys know in, in that movie Interstellar, when Anne Hathaway so controversially stated that love is the one thing that can transcend space and time? Well, she forgot about the second thing, which is Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it, well, Spider-Man is love. <laughs> Spider-Man is love. Spider-Man is life. Uh, it didn't even <laughs> oh, yeah. take that long to do the fan service thing. It was impressive. Like, what the trailers didn't tell you was that part of the motivation for the A-plot was Peter and his best friend and his girlfriend were all trying to get into MIT. And let me make it clear, none of these people dress badly enough to make it into MIT, okay? I did not see a single <laughs> Patagonia jacket on any of these three people. They weren't making it into MIT, Spider-Man or not. Uh, but they barely started that stupid college application plot. And then you see Peter coming up on this bridge full of cars. And I almost pointed at the bridge like it was a character. I was 
was like, <laughs> you're like stars. Leo, you were like Leo in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Tanner did the same thing. <laughs> I hit you on the shoulder and went, there's the bridge. <laughs> it's, it's not much longer. And then before you could even buckle up, everybody's there. Raiders of the Lost Ark, The Lighthouse, George of the Jungle, Django Unchained, The Lizard, all there. And... <laughs> Poor the lizard. Excuse you, that is Rasputin. Please check him out in The King's Man, coming out the same day as Matrix 4. <sighs> oh, good luck to him. They're not all out for blood, is what surprised me. They're trying to go straight. They're trying to get clean. This is a movie about second chances. And let me tell you what, they must have had no bars at the studio because none of them are even trying to phone this in. They're doing real acting, which made me happy. Uh, like, if I'm the target demo, I would say that the fan service works. Like, the only time that it felt weird for me was when Aunt May said, like, with great power comes great responsibility shortly before kicking the bucket because, like, Dude, no hospital on the planet can save you after you say those words in a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just setting your own death warrant. That's like being like in a movie where you're at war and you've got this like comically large, just like photo book of every member of your family known man, <laughs> and you've got a shirt that says "I go home tomorrow." Like when she started saying those words, I was just like, I, I saw a little countdown pop up at the corner of my vision until she died. But <laughs> countdown to death. But I mean, it was incredible. The see the stars align like this like this isn't just a movie about tom holland spider-man like it's a movie about the last 20 years of spider-man movies i actually had a great time with this one it was like the live action answer to spider-verse in a lot of ways it takes risks it delivers on promises and after all this i actually got my wish from when i was a kid technically sam raimi was involved with a toby mcguire spider-man movie again even if it's just the trailer for his next movie playing after the credits <laughs> <laughs> we count that. We count that. Yes. Yes, it counts. Oh, God bless. All right. Eric is actually the only one who I'm not 100% sure how he feels on because I, I did not go look at the Discord server. I wanted to virgin my eyes. There you go. Virgin Fair my enough. Eye. It works. I'm it works. I'm inventing new catchphrases. You're to crack the babies in your eyes. <laughs> God dang it. Oh, my goodness. And he's going to do it on a grand doy scale. <laughs> oh, my God. Let that go. <laughs> no, I will not because that's hilarious. God. God. I can only imagine what happened to involve to explain that. <laughs> I, I don't know how to pronounce words. Just ask Fair. my friend how I said mosaic one time. Mosaic. <laughs> I forgot how you said mosaic. That's okay. I Before I ever visited there, I thought it was pronounced Minneapolis. <laughs> I uh, wish it was. Uh, so I don't know what I was thinking, but whatever. It isn't? <laughs> oh, God. Eric, what'd you think of No Way Home? Yeah, No Way Home. So like I said, I, I went in, tried to keep my expectations low. I think, and if any of you did this, that, you know, uh, I hope it didn't work out this way for you, but I specifically did not go back and do a rewatch of like Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, Amazing Spider-Man, because I remember making that mistake with Jurassic World. I watched Jurassic Park first and then watched Jurassic World, and I always described it as washing down filet mignon with McDonald's. <laughs> so I, I was like, you know what? It's never, movies are just made different now. It's never going to be like Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. It's not even going to be like Amazing Spider-Man 1, 2. It's, it's its own thing. It's a new thing. And so I didn't do that. And I think that was a good idea because I went in knowing this is just, it's an MCU movie. So let's just have some fun. And I had a lot of fun. I had a great time with it. it the script is terrible. <laughs> the script is a mess. It is a, it is a nightmare to try to figure out. Why was Electro there if he admits he didn't know who Peter Parker was at the end? Who fucking cares? Can I curse? Who cares? And, and uh, but really, who cares? It literally is, 
Who Cares the movie. You've heard of Marvel's What If? This is Marvel's Who Cares. Um, <laughs> everybody's there. All the old villains, all the old Spider-Men, and it was a joy to watch. Uh, and I personally, uh, I think terrible, you know, setup, whatever. I don't want to say terrible, but like messy script be damned. The ends justify the means. Whatever they had to do to get us to the point where all the Spider-Men were there fighting all the old villains, whatever you got to do, I'm in. And they did it, and I had a great time. Whew, hell yeah. Yeah, no, it's a blast. All right. <clears throat> rain, For the record, rain. I would watch a show called Marvel Who Cares. <laughs> I would do. <laughs> it's just Kevin Feige, like, draw, shittily drawing storyboards. Get, get that rolling, Kevin Feige. First episode is what if Rick James was the Hulk? There we go. <laughs> oh, who cares if Rick James was the Hulk? Charlie Murphy Oh, man. All right, rain, 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 go away. But don't go away. Come again today to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. All right, so let me preface, before I talk about the movie, let me talk about my theater experience. So me and my roommates, we went to the theater. We all decided, we all, we all wore suits. We all wore, like, suit jackets. That's what I'm wearing what I wore to the premiere. You wore that shirt? Yes, and uh, no one noticed, because, you know, it's, from here, it's just like, oh, it's a Spider-Man shirt. Yeah, they're, they're so fighting. Fun. They look like they're fighting. No, so my, 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 I had I commissioned my my friend to make this. Um, it's a prize possession. Didn't that come to you in a dream or something? Literally, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, when I die, oh it'll, it'll be sent to a museum. That belongs in a museum. And then the museum of natural history. Then after the screening, me and some other people there on. Toby, Toby, and then I was also, and then they were like on the other side of the opposite side side of the theater. I was also yelling, Toby, Toby, and then he, he was like, yeah, and I was like, yeah, and then a third guy joined in, and it was a very magical moment. It's like all the like chipping away that has to go down to like become like close with a stranger. It, we, it all <laughs> knocked away immediately. You were brothers in this moment. <laughs> yes, that uh, was beautiful. And <laughs> well, I guess that. sort of related to that is I'm still currently in the process of trying to decipher where my enjoyment of this uh, begins and ends as like a story and where it begins and ends as just like a theatrical experience like a circus show or what what have you it's a lot but I do think it's um it's like 5,000 spinning plates and as arbitrary as these plates are personally I do think it does a good job uh, making uh, keeping them all spinning even the weirder things like Ned being a sorcerer oh. a potential sorcerer it's like so brief that it's fine. Um, like, the whole concept of the magic stuff, it's like, uh, you know, we have to see all this nice, fun character interactions and uh, moments for Tom to finally shine as Spider-Man, or really, really shine as Spider-Man, I feel like. Made it worth it for me. And then also, I guess, icing on the cake, that uh, Doctor Strange Spider-Man fight, that was fun, seeing the science side of Peter. That was pretty great. It was great that this is, like, the most classical Spider-Man um, a Spider-Man has ever Spider-Man, where it really has, like... <laughs> By the end, all the ingredients where he's, oh, he's, he's the downless luck guy. There's consequences for everything he does. He's constantly struggling. He's He can be kind of a reckless jerk sometimes. I don't know, just all these things that, like, I know I and, like, tons of other people have all had problems with, with these movies. Normally, I don't like fan service, but this is fan service that this is the one exception. It kind of works for me. I just love the idea of Spider-Man's main motivation is just trying to help these people. Not not even just, like, stop them. Just, like, he wants to help them. I think that's just a beautiful, amazing yeah. Might be my favorite part of the movie in general. One little complaint I had, like, I thought, like, the first act of this movie, like, I thought it was shot really well, like, for an MCU movie. Like, I thought there was generally a lot more creative choices. And during, like, that first 20 minutes, I was thinking, you know, maybe John Watts, now that he's, like, this is, like, his third big-budget movie, now he's, like, really starting to get comfortable 
really uh, add his voice to these scenes. And then as it went on, it like slowly, gradually went back to like the general above average Marvel movie in terms of cinematography. This is by far my favorite of the uh, MCU Spider-Man movies. It's neck and neck with uh, Thor Ragnarok and Infinity War for me. But yeah, that's it. Good time. I agree with you, by the way, about the that first couple of minutes or so really looked like a um, different yeah. movie. I agree with you. Yeah, the Wonder... Um, it was very, very different tone, and then all of a sudden Doctor Strange came in, and it was like, oh yeah, it's an MCU movie. Yeah. You're Honestly, I think that might be the moment it does uh, sort of start to deflate for me. Yeah, uh, you catch visually. a look at that Doctor Strange wig, and you're like, nope, never mind. <laughs> I'm I'm very grateful I didn't notice there was a wig. I've heard a bunch of people complain. I just, I can't tell when something's a wig. The one time I was confident in, yes, that's a wig, was when I watched Dear Evan Hansen, and then I found out, no, he grew his hair like no, that. No, yeah, no, that was his own real hair. Yeah. <laughs> I was so confident that was a wig, and then it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just rewatched Elf l- literally earlier today, and I realized that Evan Hansen looks like a young buddy, the Elf. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's incredible. All right, now All right, we know Tanner. where Dear Evan Hansen 2 needs to go. Yeah, yeah. Elf is Dear Evan Hansen. Yeah, there we go. Okay, um, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. I love this movie. I actually oh. rank it third in my. I've seen 113 2021 movies so far, and this is my third favorite because I'm a I'm a dumb fanboy with monkey brain that go ah. Well, the, you third, know. the, the third viewing is your third favorite. Two and one are the first two viewings. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, each viewing is its own one. <laughs> no, I mean to put in perspective what kind of idiot I am. Eternals is my favorite movie of the year. I'm a maniac. Oh, I watched the episode. Yes, of course, I watched. Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm a maniac. You know, it's weird personal reasons. I like characters. Beats and you know what yeah. this movie has a lot of great character moments. This movie is filled with uh, really, really fantastic character moments from oh. the first half. There's so much stuff I love. I want to shout out like Doc Ock when he finally gets the inhibitor chip, uh, like repaired, and he's like, The voices, oh my god, the voices, like that was like, Whoa, that is some great A acting here, you know. And Willem Dafoe returning as the goblin, it's so it's like he never left. Everyone gives a great performance. Even the person I would, I w- I'm not gonna lie, I was worried because Tommy McGuire doesn't do much acting anymore. I was kind of worried he might phone it in, but I don't think he did. He sounds just like he did in those first three. It sounds like he never left the role. And his eyes, which was it's his eyes. Yeah, those changed. eyes. Yeah. yeah, they haven't changed. The only thing that's changed, his hair's thinner. That's like the only major difference. Yeah, he's fucking nearing 50. Excuse me, I don't, again, can I curse or no? He's nearing 50. Yeah. You can curse. I told the All others right. not to curse because they're in timeout. I hate you. He looks great for his age, actually. Yeah. He's in, like, great shape, too, which is... Everyone just, like, it seems like everyone committed. Even, uh, you know, even Thomas Hayden Church CG model, he committed. I think it's really funny. I love the movie and it didn't bother me, but it's really funny that he's sand the entire time and when he's a human, they just use leftover footage from Spider-Man 3. I, <laughs> can I say real quick, I was surprised that we saw them because I turned to my friend when I, when we were singing and I was like, oh, they're just going to be voices. And I assumed they were sound-alikes, actually. I assumed it was it was different people doing the voices, but then yeah. they were credited at the end, actually, so I, I guess it was them. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it was them, but they yeah. only used archive footage. That's just economics, baby. That's that's good. Yeah. Whoever's, whoever's running the budget on that movie did. That was clever. That was a good idea. This movie costs like $30 million less than Tasm 2 does, <laughs> which is insane to think about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think it, economics and scheduling and probably COVID, you have to remember this was shot during COVID, maybe minimize the amount of people them. you have on set. I don't think they needed them to do any more than what they did. I think that was fine. And even they tried, even Risa Fon, who I was shot, because I'm pretty sure when he was asked about his experience making The Amazing Spider-Man, he spoke very negatively on it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, ask him about his experience making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then he starts getting real positive. 
But you know, they actually uh, let Jamie Foxx be a cool villain now. Thank goodness. That was the interesting thing. I thought they were just going to like rewrite and bullcrap his uh, motivation from the previous movie, but his characterization remained pretty consistent. They just let Jamie Foxx be cool this time. The entire everything at the Statue of Liberty, first off, it's taken nine Spider-Man movies for them to finally set a set piece at the Statue of Liberty. I'm kind of surprised it took this long. Yeah, yeah. agreed. <laughs> I wish it was just the Statue of Liberty, personally, not with no, the not scaffolding a fan of the shield. over it. Well, just the scaffolding. It's like, yeah, it's not really an iconic image with the scaffolding all over it. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good fair. Point, that's a good point. That's a really good point. It should have just ripped off the Spider-Man 2 game that, where you fight Mysterio outside of the Statue of Liberty. The problem with the MCU movies is that they just add too many details. Like, it's just, yeah. it could just be the Statue of Liberty. That's fine. I guess they figured maybe they were like, X-Men's done it. Who, who would complain? Come on, whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, no one would complain. But I like that it's finally there. What really stood out to me was that the three Spider-Men had really great chemistry with one another. They were bouncing off each other like it was no problem. They were also all obviously there at the same time because they don't do like the the split shots tricks or like only close-ups. You could see multiple of them in the same shot, which was nice. It's, it's a mix. They got them together for sure, but it's a mix because I think Toby came in late in the game. But but otherwise, yeah, generally you can tell that they're there. I'm pretty sure that uh, one of the big problems with this movie is Toby signed on in like February? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's real impressive the compositing work they did. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling that they shot the scene with like when Andrew Garfield comes in. I have a feeling that they shot that scene like with just Andrew Garfield and then did like Oh, in case Toby shows up, we'll also shoot yeah. the reverse shots. I, I have a feeling they did that a lot. But, you know, they, they're obviously there for the group hug, which is neat. Tanner. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, so yeah. cute when they hugged. I was like, aww. What about that scene where Andrew Garfield's on the on the two things that we saw? Oh, and you, you see the exact leaked shot. I, I That was another me and Leo moment. I was like, oh, I know that one. The second time I saw the movie, like half the theater laughed at that scene. And the other half was like, what the fuck are you What's guys so laughing funny? at? Yeah. Let me ask you guys a question. Were all of your eyes on Lizard's head getting to find out how he was going to get hit? Uh, yes. Yeah, and that, that shot, shot, I was like, where? who's hitting Lizard? Who's hitting Lizard? I was like, how's it going to happen? I did not expect a leg coming down. I didn't expect that. So that. <laughs> Was, that was interesting. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to get into Pizza Toby time. because he's not my favorite returning character, but Toby, that's my Spider-Man. Just seeing him again, honestly, I started to tear up because I'm a nostalgic baby. When he finally meets up with Doc Ock, like Joe was saying, I got emotional then. Trying to be better. That was the, I didn't even realize it was a callback the first yeah. time I watched yeah. it. And then the second time I went, oh, that's what he says. Oh my God. Tells me you're brilliant. He also tells me you're lazy. Trying to do better. Like that's a that's a good callback because that's I didn't even good, realize it yes, was. That's a good one. Uh, I'm, I'm something of a scientist myself. Made me groan. Yeah. But like that <laughs> that was a good one though because that was an actual like narrative. You know. Yeah. I, you know, like like George Lucas said, it's poetry. <laughs> Again, it's like poetry. So if they rhyme. <laughs> the scientist one was funny because I predicted that one as a joke. Rain can attest to this. If it was for any oh. other series, I would have hated it. But I it only just I was only neutral on because Spider Man. It was certainly the most, like, wink at the audience, look at it's the a camera meme. moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we have and the also, meme, but thank God they only did it once. Something of a scientist myself, it was no, when they wrote it, they weren't like, oh, we nailed it with this line. Like, it's just a, <laughs> a throwaway line that became a meme, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, they wrote that so, and went, cha-cha-cha-ching. Yeah, that's, that's based on a meme. The uh, trying to do better, trying to be better, whatever, is actually, like, a good narrative returning thing. Just Yeah, and what really mattered was my second time seeing it. It was the most electric I've seen a crowd. I literally saw people jumping out of their seats, which on the one hand, hey, I'm trying to watch a movie here, but on the other hand, 
that was such a unique thing for me. I've never seen people get that amped, which was like such a cool thing. There was this kid in the front row dressed in a Miles Morales costume who like literally jumped out of his seat and did the yeah like he was in a Power Rangers movie or something. It was really incredible Whoa. to see. Um, I wonder if you were sitting behind me because I was told after the movie that I stood up and clapped when Toby showed up. I have no memory of that. I I got blacked out. It was in your you blacked out. And you I think started. I blacked out and, and everybody was like, "You stood up," and I was like, "I did." That's when the goblin took over. <laughs> yes. Eric's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> I love that line. God. When the movie ended, I look, took a look around during the credits, and I see people three times my age getting so excited about it. I see my little sister, who's 10 years younger than me, getting really excited about it. I see people that are, like, you know, from all different races, different genders, different backgrounds, different cultures, and I see how, in this moment, we are all just kids watching a Spider-Man movie, and seeing how much a character can unite... God damn it. What's the man? Man? Or there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's Spider-Man. Can you blame me? Oh, uh, no, not at all. <laughs> no matter when. I cried is. in the movie. I cried during the movie. I think we, I mean, of course. Oh, just seeing how much this character unites people, how much it matters to people is really special. And like, if that's not important, if that isn't meaningful, I don't know what is. Such a blast of a theater experience. So when I wrote this question down, I was assuming we'd all have different answers, but I'm worried we're all going to say the same thing. Uh. Which was your favorite? Which returning character do you think was your favorite? Austin, I want to start with you. Oh, I have to be the one who starts the chain reaction of everyone saying the same thing? Oh, now I'm scared. Why don't we all do three, two, one? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I like that. No, yeah. let's do that. I like Eric's idea. Three, two, one. Andrew oh, Garfield Spider-Man. Oh! Whoa. Wait, I heard Wait. a daredevil. I heard an Andrew Garfield. I was, I was on the fence between saying Andrew Garfield and Willem Dafoe, but I went with Willem. But yeah, Andrew Garfield as well. I heard daredevil in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that was Joe. He was like, you should have seen when daredevil showed up five minutes in, he started levitating. <laughs> well, so there you, well, there you go. Yeah, you don't have to worry about everybody saying the same thing, though. Now you know. Yeah. Yes. I cheated. Yeah, there you go. I, uh, I said Tom. He's technically a recurring That's character. not a real answer! Nobody <laughs> said Ned! Nobody said Ned! If I didn't say that... I thought it was gonna be dead! If I didn't say that, it would've been the same as everyone else. Andrew Garfield? If not Tom, it's a tie between Garfield It's Garfield and, and Willem, it's those yeah. two. Yeah, so, yeah. but there you go. We'll, we'll say different things then, Austin. I, I, you were worried about starting the chain reaction, but now you don't have to be worried about it. Thank you, you know, I wanna hear the daredevil answer first now. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> l let me put into words just how much of a fan of the, the character of Daredevil I am. Uh, 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 so anyway, back to the OC. No, I'm kidding. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, it's we got a special guest. I'm playing all the hits. Um, yeah, no, I am a massive, massive uh, Daredevil fan. I have been, honestly, since I was a kid when he teamed up with Spider-Man. That, that was like one of like the outside characters other than X-Men that I was like first introduced to because he shows up in the uh, Spider-Man PS1 game. Actually getting to see my boy Charlie Cox return and be in a Spider-Man movie. So it's like not only is the Charlie Cox Netflix Daredevil fan in me and just Daredevil character like fan in general, like super excited that he's back, but he's freaking hanging out with Spider-Man. He's representing him as his lawyer and he's a good lawyer at that can catch a brick like no, no nobody's business. <laughs> I'm um, a really good lawyer. <laughs> he's a really good lawyer. 
I do have a disappointment, though. The one that disappointed me slightly was the fact that Tom, Tom Hardy shows up as as the mid-credits scene. Uh. And then just... <laughs> yeah. It's, fun, it's funny in retrospect, but man, I would have loved to have seen like all of them interact. Uh, what was the tweet, Tanner? It's like, we did get a Sinister Six movie. Yeah, we did get a Sinister <laughs> Six, but the sixth one just stayed in his hotel and got drunk the whole time. <laughs> That's kind of funny, I guess. Yeah, if you look at it that way. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of, It's really funny because when we did our Venom 2 podcast, we had an entire question dedicated to the post credit scene yeah. and its implications. And now I feel like, what the hell was that for? <laughs> I, I agree, Daredevil showing up was great, but deep down, I'm not going to lie, part of me just really wanted it to be Ben Affleck because of how hilarious <laughs> that would have been. I had this prediction before the movie came out. I was like, okay, they're going to pay service to uh, like a multiverse. They're going to pay tribute to like the Spider-Man movies of old. I think they're going to take it a step further. One of the post credit scenes, it's going to be Matt Murdock doing his thing where he's pretending that he's like not in- entirely blind. Like, oh, he's just walking down the street with his thing. Bumps into another blind guy. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Camera pans around. The guy, other guy turns around. Oh, it's Ben Affleck. As Matt <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been that would have been a great post credit scene. That would have been the perfect for the joke one, you know? Just as a goof, right? I would have lost my shit. That means that the MCU has to acknowledge that the Daredevil 2003 movie exists. That's, well, Multiverse <laughs> of Madness. I think you have a good chance of that. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Uh, I, uh, if you, I've heard things about Multiverse of Madness that sound insane. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard they're adding a lot of cameos, and I've, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that comes up. Oh, God. Howard the Duck, baby, let's do it. It's the multiverse. It's literally the multiverse. That's how it all Anything works. Anything can happen. Wesley Snipes comes back. Real quick, Joe, what is what studio is um that, that original Daredevil movie? That was a Fox property. Oh, so there you go. Okay, so Disney owns it. Yeah, Got Disney it. owns go. it because Disney owns everything, which yep. is kind of terrifying. Anyway, Austin! <laughs> uh, I think you said Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah. My favorite returning character was Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man. Like, don't get me wrong. Seeing Toby come back and get stabbed for taking that part in the boss baby was cathartic for me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was happy to see I love, Hold on. Look up an interview of Toby Maguire, like, doing the press tour for the boss baby. He looks like he wants to die. <laughs> It was so nice seeing childhood Spidey back, but like Andrew Garfield is like Electro. Like he's only ever been in okay to flat out bad Spider-Man movies. So it was like nice seeing him join everybody in like Spider-Man Valhalla where he'll be appreciated and be more at home. That's my answer. All right. Uh, Rain, you said you had a tie. Can you pick one or do you have to? Uh, Green Goblin uh, gave the best performance, I'd say, of the movie. If not him, then Andrew. I was so sad watching Andrew in this movie because like this man he's he's out acting the other Spider-Man he did not get his uh golden Spider-Man movie he deserved and that is that is a shame but hey at least we got this his amazing suit and then Goblin uh best fight scene my favorite fight scene in the movie probably was the first one between him and um Tom just like through that apartment that they, when they're like tearing through the apartment yeah, yeah. so visceral yeah suplex <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he suplexes Tom. That was incredible. Honestly, I think I liked Goblin this more than I even did in um, the original Spider-Man. It's like they took, like, they looked at, like, every, like, thing you could, that was done with him and could have been done with him in that movie and then, like, expanded upon it. But then I think if I was to try and, like, be uh, unique, I would say Tom, because I really appreciated by the end how he was going through these lengths to just, like, rescue these people that, like, alternate versions of him just, like, as far as he could tell, like just murdered. Alongside with the ending, where he he's willing to sacrifice the his you know his relationship and his friendship 
Uh, really, all of his bonds just to uh, so they they can have a good life, and he has to you know start from rock bottom. But that's, quintessential you know, Spider-Man stuff. He went from a character who I enjoyed really to like you know amazing character. Amazing. <laughs> I'm going to prison after this. All right. I'm going, I'm to, going fanboy to jail. jail. <laughs> Eric, I believe you said Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Is that right? Yeah, but I, I, I agree with you, Rain. It's it's either uh, well, minus Tom. I, you were saying right, Andrew or or Willem Dafoe, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Willem Dafoe, fantastic. Uh, like I said, I groaned at some you know repeat lines and stuff, but I really like that they made up for that with some new lines like Norman's on sabbatical that's a classic right there that's a, that's an instant classic are you kidding me I think whoever and I, I this is what I was thinking about yesterday um whoever wrote the dialogue it almost feels like they they tried to channel the time period the movie time period of these characters yeah. because uh, Otto talked like he would have then which is not quite like how movies are now uh yep. Norman say Norman's on sabbatical like that's it's it's just different, and also he, yeah. uh, I would say Norman had a lot of lines like that where he you know strong enough to have it but too weak to take it whatever he says something like that and it's like you I, I could have heard that back in the early two thousands you know what I mean like that's a very similar line to back then and I feel like they must have it just doesn't sound like a line you'd hear today and I feel like they channeled really well where he comes from and also of course Willem Dafoe that's the writers but Willem Dafoe brilliant when he's getting punched in the face and he's like smiling like I mean. <laughs> He was fantastic. Um, Alfred Molina was great as well. Everybody was great. I will say, just while I'm thinking about it, Jamie Foxx was the only, not disappointment. I think his motivation was was appropriate and everything like that. I understand why he wasn't blue. I kind of wish he was blue just because that's what the character looked like. It is what it is. I'm sorry, but it, you know, if I, <laughs> no, want, that's I want the old it's character. Really, it, it seems like Jamie didn't want him to be blue because every time he's on the press store, he's just like, I'm not blue. I'm yeah, not blue. Like, she was explaining to me it's going to be hot, you know, and uh, and I didn't have to be blue and things like that. Well, uh, okay, but that you're a fucking superhero villain, man. Chill out. You can be blue. <laughs> just, just Whatever. be blue. Jeez. Yeah. Like when they bring back Mr. Freeze in a future Batman movie, and he's like, I'm not going to be blue this time. Why not? He's not even frozen, <laughs> it's just Arnie. Doesn't make any sense, yeah. So, Jamie Foxx, you know, I, the people are like, oh, yeah, he got to be, like, cooler this time, whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I kind of wish he just, like, played the same thing, but whatever. So then, uh, Andrew, clearly showing us that he's the best Spider-Man. He's yeah. the yeah. best Spider-Man. He's every single scene, he's running rings around these guys, and as much as I love Toby and I love Tom, um, you know, I think it's always been, most people agree that Toby was a good Peter, Andrew was a good Spider-Man, and Tom is a good sort of embodiment of the whole thing. Um, I agree with that generally, but um, Andrew really, I think, showed here that, like, he's the most fun take on the character. Um, and so, you know, I'm hearing rumors that maybe he might come back and do stuff. So I'm really hoping that's true. I and want I, him to make him like the Venomverse Spider-Man for those movies. That's what I want. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Sure. I'll tell Just you what. Oh, yeah, I don't want to see him in the MCU. I want to see him in the Sonyverse. Yes, I agree. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. With the Sony movies, and, even, and if Tom is going over to Sony at some point, I got to tell you, as much fun as we're having with the MCU stuff, whatever, I'll take the risk of a shitty Sony movie with the potential of an incredible, different, stylish take than yeah. your basic MCU, we know what to expect, cookie cutter kind of thing. No offense to it, you know, but we know exactly what to expect. The last thing I'll say about, uh, about Andrew specifically is that, oh, and also, like we said before, Toby, I think, I see some people saying he was acting like Toby and not Peter. I disagree. I think he's older. He's 20 years, it's 20 years removed, man. Like, he's a different character. He's a different guy. Uh, and uh, and I think, again, you can see it in his eyes. I think he played it really well. His his sort of, like, soft-spokenness is very, very uh, Peter Parker from back in the day. I think he did a great job. The one thing, uh, last thing I'll say about Andrew is uh, he was the main thing that made me cry a couple times in the movie. 
just because of the Gwen stuff. Um, anytime yeah. that Gwen came up, my God, uh, you know, that was that was tough. In conclusion, Andrew Garfield. In conclusion, Andrew Garfield, would you please marry me? <laughs> that actually reminds me. I saw a tweet earlier today where someone said Andrew Garfield put his performance, made his performance kind of fruity this time, which I thought was funny. I saw some people say it was very musical theater. He was still, he was in like Tick Tick Boom vibes still. Yeah, yeah. Which Tick Tick Boom? That's my second know. favorite movie of the year. So you know. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the year of the Garfield, not the cat. <laughs> the man. That's next year. Andrew Garfield, for me, was the MVP of this movie. He made me, like, almost regret the fact that they didn't go with that plan to just bring him over to the MCU. These characters feel the same way they did then, but they also still sort of fit into this MCU tone really well. Every line of dialogue was, like, a blast. I, I love you guys. You in a band? Like, a Brock band? <laughs> um, but for me, my favorite Andrew Garfield line of dialogue was the one that referenced the Sony email leaks. Because when what? they're in the science lab, Andrew Garfield... When he's talking about, oh, I've cured, I've, I've cured Connors before. It's no big deal. And then the other Peters look at him funny. And he's like, it's no big deal, bro. Which is like reminiscent. Remember when they were talking about like, what if Spider-Man had Snapchat? And it could be hashtag oh, MBD. No big deal. Wow. Do you yeah. think that was a reference to that? I think it was because they looked at him funny after he said it the first time. Interesting. That's <laughs> a deep cut. Only maniacs like me would understand. No, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yes, I do remember that. Well, I remember the PMI episode talking about those yes, leaks. That's why, that's why I remembered it. MBD. <laughs> <laughs> that was incredible. And also, I loved how, like, Toby was like, no, you're amazing. You're amazing. And Andrew's like, for me, I think my favorite moment of the movie in general was when Andrew saved MJ. And then, like, Andrew's, and he says, are you okay? Yeah. And then Andrew starts crying. And I was like, oh, I started crying. That was powerful. Same. Yeah. This is acting, acting. No wonder he's the one that's been nominated for an Oscar out of the three of them. Yeah, no, that was really powerful. But, of course, Willem Dafoe, too. Willem Dafoe only agreed to do it if he could do the stunts. <laughs> Just like the yeah. first time around, he wanted to do the physical stunts himself. Yeah, so that's actually him guy. suplexing <laughs> Spider-Man most of the time, which is great. And that man's like, in his, like, 60s, right? He's like, yeah, yeah 66 or 67. He's old. Yeah. Also which looks did, great. Did they de-age him? I don't know. Yeah, they did. A little, yeah. I Alfred, I know they did, but with Willem, I kept being like, I can't remember how many wrinkles his forehead did. has. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's all great. This is probably the best Marvel de-aging yet, which is just increasingly becoming more cool. And also, this is terrifying, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. Alfred Molina looked better than I was expecting because he, he looked like a little uh, rubber guy, whatever, in the first trailer there at the end. But <laughs> yeah. like, I saw but the he, first he, trailer. I know. was convinced his trench coat was CGI. In the movie, it worked fine. It was not distracting at yeah, all. Yeah, it wasn't distracting. It all looked good. And there was a lot of close-ups on him, so... All right, this next question for me is also almost like the most exciting question because this movie is kind of a reset of sorts, you know? Tom Holland's Spider-Man is in a very different place now. How excited are you guys for the future of Spider-Man? Eric, I'm I'm really excited to hear your thoughts on this, so I'm gonna let you go first. Look, I'm excited because one of my problems with the MCU Spider-Man when the when Homecoming came out was that, and I've, I've talked about this before, you might've heard me say this, but I, was disappointed because I was like, oh, I don't really love this take on the character. Don't love the tone of the franchise, but I'm kind of stuck with this now for 
whatever, the next 10 years of my life, I guess. You know, I don't know. Because there was no, there was nothing else. It's not like with DC where you've got a couple of Batmans going on at one time. Like, you know, <laughs> take your pick. Then we got Spider-Verse. We got PS4 or whatever it was, Spider-Man. Once Far From Home came out, which I enjoyed more than Homecoming personally, um, I was like, oh, okay, well, I don't dig this take on it as much. But I, I have my PlayStation Spider-Man, my current favorite. Also loved Into the Spider-Verse, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so um, now... What has me excited is that is the potential of maybe we've got Tom going in and tandem with Andrew if, if he does something. I don't need Andrew to come back. I've, you know, it's, if he doesn't want to do it or if they don't do it, it's okay. But I'd be curious, of course. So what has me interested is just the idea that now it's been opened up and we can have more iterations going at once so I can have a favorite while this one's going and you get what I'm saying. That said, I should focus on, on Tom's um, specifically, really, for what you're asking. Um, Future of Spider-Man as a property, that's my thoughts on that. Future of Tom Spider-Man. First of all, I'm glad he finally got a good suit. That suit is gorgeous. Like, you only see it for, like, a minute, and I'm like, this is one of my favorite live-action suits. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, the homemade suit is cool. I don't care about any of the Stark shit, whatever. I don't know. None, none of that. None of that interests me. At one point, when Doc Ock, like, pats him on the chest and, like, the, you know, the all the stuff goes back on there and it makes a new suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he absorbs the nanomachines and then he, like, Bluetooth pairs his but, arms. But he, had, no, but he had, like, he gave him, like, a new logo or something, whatever, and I was like, I don't give a fuck. Oh, that part! That one, he's, like, it's, like, I gold. Like, I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't care about this. Um, <laughs> so I, I like that suit at the end. I think is great. I'm looking forward to seeing that swinging around the city more. On one hand, I actually was really liked the idea. I think he's got a great, uh, Tom Spider-Man is an excellent supporting cast, especially if you go out of just, you know, MJ and Ned out to Flash and Betty. I, I think that, for example, Betty, I don't know why, but Betty is one of the characters that I was most excited to see grow because she was going to become a reporter, you know, whatever, and work with the Daily Bugle. I know she's running the TikTok in our reality. Um, but <laughs> I think she's on the TikTok more than she is in the movie. Yeah, no, she is. And that <laughs> yes. was disappointing to me, actually, because I am a huge fan. I think the actress is adorable and she does a great job in the movies. But Flash as well, I would have liked to see more of Flash. I I'm disappointed if we don't get to see those characters anymore. I think that's disappointing because my favorite parts of the MCU Spidey movies were actually just the high school elements, the young friends elements of it. It, you know, so that's a little disappointing, but at the same time, I like the idea of a refresh because then we get um, potentially a new, a new darker tone. I would like to see a darker tone. I think that'd be cool. He's in a dark place. It seems like they just set up a more traditional Spider-Man in, in the sense of like that he's he's living in the apartment, he's out on the streets, whatever. Nobody knows who he is, and he's kind of on his own. Um, and so that interests me. Overall, excited for the future of Spider-Man just because it's completely up in the air. No pun intended. <laughs> Yeah, Feige, I think Feige came out a couple days ago and said that they don't want to have separation anxiety like after Far From Home, so they are developing a fourth Spider-Man movie with heard that. Tom and Sony. But also, I don't know if there's been a deal signed yet, so maybe it's like, uh, we're planning something, but maybe it'll get the rug pulled out from under us. I don't know. Also, I will say, I believe the deal is that um, Sony gives Marvel Spider-Man as long as Marvel gives Sony another Marvel characters. The first one was Iron Man, the second one was Nick Fury, and then, of course, this one was Doctor Strange. That would make sense. So, who would be in the fourth one if they do that? I personally, if that's the deal, I kind of would rather it just go over to Sony because I just cut the other characters. Just give me a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. We'll see what happens. Alright, Joe V. I, I remember us talking after the movie. You seem very excited for the future of Tom Spider-Man. As we've mentioned, he's in a he's in a new place. He's basically back to status quo as uh, as a fan of this character. Like he's in the place where I'm familiar with as like a Spider-Man fan. Would you say he's so back to formula? Back to formula. Ah! 
one thing that kind of excites me because I mentioned that PS1 game. It's like all of the possible like New York based superheroes that he could probably interact with in the future. So like cameos from Daredevil again because John Watts is helming Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four are going to come in and Marvel owns Daredevil again, right? So there you go. That could be the crossover. Yeah. yeah. Bring back Daredevil. Have them team up on a little mission. They do that a lot. That would be very uh, Fantastic Four. Like, he's, like, one of their best friends. Like, they're, like, one of the first people he revealed his identity to. Um, as far as, like, the Sony-verse, um... Find out next month. Tune into Morbius, only in theaters. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, we'll see how that Morbius movie goes and whatever the heck that is. Um, I would like a Venom <clears throat> 3 everyone's clamoring uh make amazing spider-man 3 and make uh make spider-man 4 i doubt those would happen but you know if they did i'd be excited uh bring sam raimi back uh give mark webb another shot and let him make a movie actually let him make it this time yeah actually let him make a movie this time and mark webb that man loves his romance if they're gonna do anything just let him do all the Mary Jane stuff. I would like to see another really good romance <laughs> in a Spider-Man movie. Do you think they even want to work with Shane Lane Woodley again? <laughs> just, just, just recast her. Just recast her. Well, she'd have to, she'd have to get uh, vaccinated, right? So. Yeah, I mean, after everything with Aaron Rodgers, I've learned a lot about <laughs> Shane Lane Woodley. <laughs> There's plenty of like really good like actresses. You could just dye their hair red and just put her in that role so austin how excited are you i don't know why i said it like that for the future of spider-man you were doing a it was a for you reference from amazing spider-man right <laughs> for you, <laughs> for you. For you. Oh, oh god austin <laughs> uh, future of spider-man how you feeling i once saw this guy on reddit talk about like around like i think it was far from home he was kind of like spider-man was losing his path from the spidiness you know like got to deliver these pizzas got to pay rent got to worry about mj but now he has like the suit that activates god mode and the army of killer drones but now spider-man's in a more mysterious place than ever like thanks to no way home he's got no friends no family no prospects like in the next film, Spider-Man Homeless. I get. I hope they get back to Spidey's roots. Like um, in Spider-Man Homeless, I hope he adopts a new name, joins the circus, has his fellow acrobats murdered by Boss Zuko, and then gets taken under the wing of Bruce Wayne. I think this is a good opportunity to turn Spider-Man into Robin. <laughs> then 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 into Nightwing, the long con. The only thing that's ne- next is DC Marvel. I don't know where they go but besides DC Marvel crossover in the future to, to, to one-up this, so you might not be far off. Right, they need to, like, bring in every character from every movie. They, like, need to revive Adam West from the dead or something. <laughs> bring in, like, the Jessica Alba, Invisible Woman, the Ion Gruffield, Mr. <laughs> Fantastic. Michael Chiklis. Chiklis, bring him back. I can't imagine anyone else in the role. Rain, how excited are you for the future of Spider-Man? I'm pretty excited. By the end of the movie, this is the most Spider-Man Spider-Man has ever really felt to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page. I saw that beautiful costume, which was one of my favorite live-action suits ever. It looked like it was ripped straight out of the 60s comics or a Romita Sr. drawing, which was a beautiful... I'm excited that he like he has the worst life. I will say this, though. <laughs> I, I did think it was funny when he walked into that apartment. That was a really crappy apartment. But deep down, I was thinking, man, I bet that apartment costs $2,000 a month. <laughs> I can tell you it's more. <laughs> It's more God. <laughs> that looked like that looked thinking. like a one bedroom, not a studio. The toilet wasn't next to the stove. It looked pretty fancy for New York standards. <laughs> was, was anybody? Let me ask you. Was anybody genuinely? I really did think that the final post credit scene was going to be the landlord, the same guy, Mr. Dinkovich. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a hint. 
You'll get, get your, your rent, rent when, when you fix, fix this, this damn, damn door! door. <laughs> and then he just goes, God. Uh, but no, I'm excited to see where it goes. If Tom decides he's done, which he keeps saying he is in interviews, but I think it's a negotiation tactic. Yeah. Like, yeah. remember when after Spectre, Daniel Craig said he'd rather slit his wrists than play James Bond again? <laughs> I This is just a negotiation tactic. He, he might have done both. You don't know that. <laughs> you know Craig, I mean, if I was Inspector, I'd be pretty upset. Somebody check in on Daniel Craig, please. Hey, No Time gotta, to Die was really great. That was like one of my favorite Bond he, movies. He had so. to dot the eyes, cross the wrists. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no time to die. That was part of his contract. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to put him down after filming. They grabbed, they, they grabbed him. They were like, no, there's no time for that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, they was about to do it. And then the Broccoli family was like, no, there's no time. Hey, wait a minute. Is that the end of Fan 4 stick? Say that again. Oh, Christ. Literally. There's no time yeah. to die. <laughs> oh, God. All right, now it's time for everyone's favorite section of the podcast that I'm going to try and blaze through. Tanners! Bum, 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 trivia! Bum, 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 corner! Okay, you know what? This hat is for children. I don't know why I've been trying to wear it this whole time. <laughs> Not a ton of trivia, but a couple of fun stuff here and there. Number one, John Watts is the first MCU director to actually direct all three movies of the trilogy. Because Joe Johnson did the first Captain America, Shane Black did the third Iron Man, Iron Man. different people did each Thor movie, and then James Gunn got fired for a bit, so his didn't come out first. You beat my boy Gunn, and I'm bitter about it. Yeah, uh, damn. Fun fact. Filming for this movie started two days after Uncharted wrapped. So I kind what? of understand why Tom Holland is like, I want to be done with acting. Because oh. I don't know if you guys have seen that Uncharted trailer. <laughs> you just Jeez, can't stay on wow. a plane. You can't keep yeah. on a <laughs> Actually, him falling out of a plane is a tribute to the opening scene of The Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch didn't read the full script because he wanted to be a fan at like the premiere and stuff. Which is cute, because I remember yeah. with Infinity War Endgame, he was like one of two people that actually read the whole script. Oh, here's a fun fact for you. Guys, the actress that plays that MIT, like, admissions counselor person, she's a fellow alumni of our alma mater. She went to Webster University. Whoa! Wow. Uh, when Peter Parker's suiting up on top of her taxi cab, or on top of her car, there's a taxi cab right behind her that reads 1228. This is a reference to Stanley's birthday, which is December 28th. When Doctor Strange smacks Peter out of his body and he starts ultra instinct spider sensing dodging it, if you look at Tom's head, there's little squiggly lines like he would Aww. indicate spider sense in the comics. Whoa. Did you see them on a repeat viewing? I did see them the second and third times. I didn't uh, I notice gotta, the first I, I time, but on that. the second time I went, ah, ha, ha. I got to look for that. I didn't see it. That's About fantastic. Time. <laughs> this one's hilarious. The address of the Sanctum Santorum is 177A Bleecker Street. In Spider-Man 2, Joe's Pizza, that address is located at 233 Bleecker Street, which is like a block away. <laughs> yeah, it does Parker, stop! Stop! <laughs> Go! Uh, like the original Spider-Man movie, Willem Dafoe wore a prosthetic teeth whenever he was Norman, and then he would take the prosthetics off whenever he's playing the Goblin. Oh, right, to give him a bigger smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Willem has some messed up teeth. And this is my favorite one. When they were writing this movie, the writers, for a very long time, considered writing in Nicholas Hammond, who played Spider-Man in the 1977 TV series as a tongue-in-cheek cameo. But they ultimately cut him out because they thought it would make the movie too long and also it would be distracting. Yeah, that would be a little distracting. <laughs> he's, like yeah. he's like 65. 
He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just, just take it and leave it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, that's all the trivia I have for. Like I said, not a lot, but that Nicholas Hammond one's really funny. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> Was anybody legitimately expecting an animated Miles Morales to pop in? Ooh, Peter I mean, Parker, I guess. Peter Parker, technically. I, I think I wouldn't have been. I, I wouldn't. I would have been shocked. I heard rumors that like someone saw a set photo of the two Spider Men next to a motion capture character, but then that didn't happen. So I don't that's, know. That's every character in the movie, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's like green screen and shit. I I really wasn't sure. I really thought they might do an animated thing, which would have been absolutely insane but obviously that would have been like what is going on here they just made another space jam movie but with spider-man skin on it i was thinking more like roger rabbit i was picturing like a roger rabbit kind of like everybody like whoa whoa (laughs) zendaya would have had two characters in that oh my god let's wrap this podcast up austin final thoughts on spider-man no way home it's true everything you've heard about this movie is true everyone's back it's a great ride scientists finally figured it out they figured out how to stick the landing of a Spider-Man trilogy. <laughs> yeah, they finally put made a like a really great finale. Joe, final thoughts? Uh, I would like to issue an apology to John Watts. Um, good job, you made a move. You, you made a good movie. I'll go back and rewatch those other ones at some point now that I've seen this and actually liked it. Uh, good job, fun movie. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Moving on. Rain, final thoughts. Movie good. Again. We love it. We love Rain, <laughs> yeah. you beautiful, concise man. All right, Eric, final thoughts on No Way Home. Doesn't hold up under a microscope, but microscopes are for nerds. Just watch the damn movie, baby. It's a blast. <laughs> yeah, yo, that's I Eric sums it up perfectly. Is the script messy? Sure, but when it what this movie does well, it does so exceedingly well that I don't really care about the parts that aren't as tight. That's pretty much my thoughts on it. This movie's such a blast. It's the biggest movie of the year for a reason, and I just really loved it. But you know who else I love? I love you! (laughs) Thank you all so very much for watching slash listening to this podcast. If you are listening on any of the audio platforms we're on, thank you all so very much for listening. Please go ahead and down and leave us a review. It boosts us in the almighty algorithm. Algae rhythm, Space Jam 2, baby. (laughs) If you're watching this on Spotify video, hi, we're new here. I think this is like our fourth or fifth episode to actually be on Spotify video. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Oh, oh, so very much for watching. Uh, Go ahead and down, leave it down in the comment section below. What did you think of Spider-Man No Way Home? Are you excited for the future of Spider-Man? Is Andrew Garfield the MVP of this movie? And are you only here because Eric's here? Please just be honest with me. Be honest with me. (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. This is so much fun. What a a blast. Do you have anything you want to plug? You can check out pretty much it, you know. Appeal that it is two people that watch us but have never heard of you. Hey, two people. I would love to bring two people over to watch you. If that's the case, whatever. As many people as want to check it out as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much it on YouTube. You know, you can look us up there and then go from there. We do commentary tracks every Monday and Friday on uh, uh, Patreon, but whatever. YouTube, you can go to the YouTube and figure it out. But seriously, thank you so much for having me. I can't recommend them enough. Yeah, yeah. I've been a fan of PMI for nine years back when it was a completely radically different thing. But uh, seriously, though, Eric, I I, I just want to personally thank you so much for coming on. I talk a lot in the Eternals podcast how... 
I fell in love with movies because I found YouTubers. Well, the, you were the primary one. Oh, that's awesome. You're the reason I became a filmmaker. You're the reason I went to film school. So why'd you do that to me? I made a I horrible say, mistake. I'm really sorry about you. that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. But no, I make I make movies. This I do this because of you. So really, that's it's awesome. been such a dream come true. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course. Thank you so much for thinking of me and having me on. You guys are great. This yeah. is great. Thank you. No, this is a blast. And uh, to our audience... I leave you with these final words. Whatever life holds in store for me, I will never forget these words. With great power comes great responsibility. This is my gift. My curse. Who am I? I am the Bomb Squad! my ticket across the table and I said, sorry guys, I gotta see about a girl. If I were a rich man, all day long I'd bitty bitty bum. If I were a wealthy man, I'd...